when I get into coaching people at the gym, my only concern is I want to help you and make you better. Mm -hmm. So yeah, part of that is I need to make sure that you understand what needs to be happening and why it's important for it to be happening at the time when it's going to happen. But then two, I need to make sure that I leave some room and some leeway for you to experience it on your own with some guidelines that'll help you get through it. Yeah. Because it's, it's, there's one that the big thing is, regardless of what it is, people always have to feel like they've kind of worked their way through it. Like if you tell somebody something and then they do it, right. it doesn't mean as much as if you kind of like give them the tools to help guide them through it and they guide their own way through it. I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bass, and you're listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And uh, today, a very special close friend. Welcome, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, man, how long have we known each other now? Uh, you were the first person that I met when I started CrossFit. And, and, he's, still, uh, and, he's, and he's still around. Everybody says I'm a jerk. See, that's not totally true. <laughs> It's been what? Like he's got to be six, five, going on six years. Six years, yeah, yeah. And just uh, you know, I've watched Dave uh, basically come in. I mean, just as an athlete, and then watch you kind of flow in and blossom into this trainer, and kind of just a a I want to say a liaison for for just good people. I mean, honestly, it's been pretty cool to see. Um, and, and just watching Dave grow, watching the knowledge build, watching yourself become, uh, I don't know, just a, a staple, I think, for a lot of people in their, their fitness lifestyle. I appreciate pretty cool. that. Yeah. Appreciate that. So, um, oh, let's just start there. Where, so what brought you into CrossFit, man? Like, where'd you? So I feel like I've told this story a, a bunch of times. It stays the same every time I tell it. But um, I was working at uh, St. Joseph Orphanage at the time, and CrossFit was completely different back then as far as, you know, you could go on YouTube and you might be able to find a couple videos of people doing workouts. Now, I don't know if you could type in CrossFit and not have, you know, millions of videos come up for you to see. So I kind of watched it from afar for a while, you know, with videos that you could find. And like I would talk to people about it. A couple of people in particular, some of my friends uh, at St. Joe's, I would just talk about it and talk about it. And it must have gotten to the point where I had talked about it way too much because one of my friends in in, in particular, I said something about it one day and uh, she just kind of looked at me with this straight face like, will you just go try it, please? (laughs) And I'm like, and it kind of just snapped in my head like, yeah, I, I will. You know, and it was just as simple as that to where I'd been talking about it so long and I had made up every excuse as to why I wasn't going to try it. You know, it was too expensive. I didn't know where to look or anything like that. And then just her, you know, simply saying that was like, yeah, I I, I will. And I literally just went and Googled CrossFit gyms near me. Yep. And at the time, Queen City, 
which was down by Knockback Nats, uh-huh. was one that came up, and CrossFit Covington yep. was came the sec- up. The second one, right? Yeah. Yep. So I went into uh, Queen City and talked to the people there. Um, there happened to be this really attractive girl there <laughs> that, like, as I was talking to the guy, I'm, like, looking at her the entire time, and I'm, I, I almost, like, almost to the point where it was like, I'm going to join this gym. (laughs) But thankfully, I did not. I I smartened up and it's like, well, I probably should try this before I jump into it. And I wanted to go check out all of the other gyms that I had found. So it was Queen City and then it was CrossFit Covington. So went over to CrossFit Covington. Um, I think I actually met you the first day that I came there. And you're like, yeah, you know, really cool. Um, We we have a a noon class every Saturday. Saturday. Just come back and try it. And whereas the other gym, they're like, well, we have these arm ramp classes. You can sign up and just start. It felt a little bit better to me where you're just like, you know, hey, no pressure. We got this Sunday cl- or this Saturday class. Come in and try it. If you like it, then, you know, the rest is history. So I was, obviously I, I went in, tried the 12 o'clock class. And just like we normally find out with, with CrossFit when people get into it, either it's something that you do it and it's like yo this is it we call it the hell yeah hell yeah. no it's it's and it's literally a hell yeah or a hell no yeah. like either you do it and you absolutely fall in love with it or it's something where it's like no that's just not my cup of tea either way it's fine but obviously it was something i mean i caught on to it right away and then you know the rest was history as far as me starting off with with uh you know emily and you at, at mm-hmm. crossfit uh, or well it was crossfit was covington at that time, point yeah. and then now being a new cuff crossfit yeah so. yeah that's uh it's it's so funny. Do you remember? Do you remember? Well, probably not a Saturday workout. Do you have one of those uh, those workouts that just sticks out in your mind that was like? So for me, it was Fight Gone Bad. You know, I don't know if you've ever done Fight Gone Bad, but there's always that workout that I know Mark Scott won. Um, I want to say it was a, it was another girl workout, um, but it's just one of those workouts that just sticks out that says, like, "Man, that I was not ready for that." Well, I mean, I with me having a little bit of an athletic background, like I was set up pretty decent to start mm-hmm. doing CrossFit. Um, and, you know, I skipped through a couple of classes because I caught onto some of the technique stuff quickly. Um, and, you know, I was kind of feeling myself a little bit like, sure. all right, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And then like my first workout after, you know, my beginner's classes being in the regular class was like filthy 50. And it was filthy. It, and I learned very quickly, like, yeah, I I can understand how to move my body and stuff like that. So that helped me get through these on-ramp classes a little bit faster. But I am nowhere near where I need to be to be any sort of good at this. And that kind of just kicked my butt and kind of humbled me a little bit. Well, that is that is the, the key word right there. Because um, it's a fork in the road, right? I mean, it, it, this is true with every everything in life. You you come to a decision you have you can go this way or you can go that way and for a lot of people getting their butt kicked when they when they have an athletic background you know uh mark mark's got a good name for him it's the yosemite sams that come in guns blazing Mm -hmm. ready to go Mm -hmm. and it's just one of those things it's like you get your butt kicked and if you're used to being just clicking with stuff and just getting stuff right away we see those people drop off Mm because they it's just like well i'm not good at this so Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with this. It's not, right. you know, it's not me, you know, and it's, there's a, there's some serious humility and character building that goes on, uh, especially within those first couple months where you're just like, oh man, I thought I was way in way better shape than this. Right. Well, and I always try to, I think one thing that I've always prided myself with trying to be good at is kind of like drawing from 
different experiences that I've had in my life um, and kind of using that as kind of a guide to get me through other things that might happen that are similar to that. So something as little as, and again, we can talk about this more as we get through it, you know, CrossFit is what it is to us. And sometimes we might put a little bit more into it than needs to, but it is what it is. But that instance, for example, where I had that that opportunity to where, like you said, some people who are used to being really good at something, they get that humbling moment and they turn and walk away from it. Uh -huh. Well, I've had other hum humbling moments like that in my life that pale in comparison to me doing right. filthy 50 and me not being as good as I thought I was going to be at it. I sure. mean, one of the main things that stuck out in my head, uh, you know, when I played when I played ball in college, Coming out of high school, you know, I was a person who, you know, I felt like I was a really accomplished athlete. I had done some stuff in, in high school that gave me a reason to want to think like that. And I had some humbling situations that I went through in college where, um, you know, I'd never had to sit on the bench before. Uh, and I had to learn how to deal with that and not deal with it in a way of quit, but deal with it, go sit on the bench be ready to play when you get your opportunity again. And then if for some reason you get the opportunity to play the way that you're used to, make sure you set yourself up in a position to where you never lose that spot again. You think that's something that's, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to answer this as I'm saying it, but thinking that it's, it's better to learn that from a young age than try and learn that as an adult. I, absolutely. If you yeah. can, some of these life lessons, if you can learn them, I think they're there when we're younger, but it's more so of having the mindset to be open to taking in those lessons. Like sometimes they're right there, but we're just not in a place to be able to pick it up. So, you know, you just kind of walk right past it. Yeah, we've I've, we've gone through that just a couple times with, with younger people we've had come to the gym and, and not necessarily just speaking on training issues or not issues, but, you know, things come up in training, but life issues, you know, whether it's a relationship thing. And what I found just personally is, um, you know, even shooting with my little brother, you know, it's like, I'm going to tell you something till I'm blue in the face, but until you experience that for yourself, it mm -hmm. will not make sense until you're ready to understand what exactly happened. Now, the point being is you still need to, to communicate with those people mm -hmm. and tell them that this is what's going to happen. This is a, this is what I did to get through X, Y, Z problem, because when they do recognize it, they can at least go back and say, Oh, uh, you know, Dave was right, mm -hmm. you know, and not, not that it's a, I'm right. You're wrong type of thing, but exactly. Hey, Hey, this is where he's at now. He learned from this, you know, maybe I can learn from the situation. Well, and I try to take that. I mean, that's very much the kind of mindset that I've kind of adopted with life in general, but it's a very, it's been a mindset that's been very successful in the gym as far as like when I'm trying to one, when I get into coaching people at the gym, my only concern is I want to help you and make you better. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, part of that is I need to make sure that you understand what needs to be happening and why it's important for it to be happening at the time when it's going to happen. But then, too, I need to make sure that I leave some room and some leeway for you to experience it on your own with some guidelines that will help you get through it. Yeah. Because it's, it's, there's one like, – the big thing is – regardless of what it is people always have to feel like they've kind of worked their way through it like if you tell somebody something and then they do it right it doesn't mean as much as if you kind of like 
give them the tools to help guide them through it and they guide their own way through it like that's like the more empowering way 100 percent, you know and i think it's i've seen you know just from personal experience like there's certain things certain things that we do here that i'm, I'm just talking physically that just take reps they take they take a certain amount of reps and it's not that you know i'll, I'll have other people come up to me and say so and so doesn't look like they're doing that right and i'm like they're within the tolerance mm -hmm. of what I would still say is safe. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a big thing. If we're out of that tolerance of now you weren't, we're running the risk of injuring ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I need to step in. But if we're within these, these walls of where I need to let you figure what this feels mm -hmm. like Absolutely. to yourself rather than me going, all right, now move this here. Okay. Now move that back. Okay. Now here. All right. Now put it together. Okay, that's perfect. And then you walk away, and they're going to go back to doing it wrong anyways. They need to have this process that lets them feel it out. Right. You know? And, I mean, I always try to offer, uh, I call it my coaching disclaimer. Like, I don't have a magic cue that's going to make this all work for you. Mm -hmm. Now, I've got a couple magic cues that are going to get you set up in the right position to help you start to make yeah. things work out for you. But... It's only a magic cue to the point where it can get you set up there. The consistency piece that ultimately brings the change that you're looking for, that only comes from reps with this proper setup. Yep. You know? And that's that's going back to showing just I've I've got videos of myself just and it's like I'm I'm embarrassed to look at them, mm -hmm. but they're important to have and they're actually important to show other people because you know, uh, it's if you do this long enough, you just start to get pretty good at it. You start to get fluent. It's like learning a language. I tell mm -hmm. people all the time, day one, I'm like, it's like, I know this is going to be frustrating, but imagine you are going to try and learn French in six months. Probably not going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is the same thing. You're learning a new body language. Some people are going to pick up on it just like that. Mm -hmm. Whether it's because of an athletic background or they just have a wherewithal with their body to where you're going to say, put the bar here and they're just going to get it. And mm -hmm. there's going to be other people that they're going to really, really struggle with that. And neither of them are wrong and neither of them are right. And well, and I'll even try to like kind of bridge the gap with. So, you know, obviously as a coach and after seeing like tons of different people, like, you know, you know, hey, this person is coming in, don't necessarily have an athletic background. So they might struggle a little bit with like understanding their body and motion and stuff like that. Or, you know, you've got your person that comes in that. It obviously has an athletic background. They've got good body awareness and things like that, which at times that athlete can be the person that's a little bit harder to get through to because, again, just like we talked about, they've had certain experiences yep. where everything just naturally comes, like trying to tap into them. And that's kind of the thing as a coach, trying to figure out what's your, what's your way in with mm -hmm. them, but kind of getting to them to ex understand, yes, you still have to do the same type of work that I'm telling this other person to do, but then I can talk to that athlete in a way of, yeah, you still got to do that other work, but whereas it might take the other person that doesn't have as much awareness or the same background as you, might take them seven, eight, a year, yep. you know, to get this. If you do this right now because of the talent that you have, maybe it takes you two or three months. Yeah. You know, that time is cut in half. Yep. But at the end of the day, you still got to go through the same process. Yep. The process is going to be the process is the same. The same you there, know? there are no free lunches in nature. No, there are no shortcuts. Um, it, it just it's just a matter of what your starting point is and what your acceleration point is. Mm -hmm. And and to explain that to people is 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 another it's a whole nother skill. A but for people to tr truly understand that genetic ability is a huge part of this 
And, mm-hmm. and again, it's not that they've done anything wrong or different or, or better. It's just they're genetically inclined to be good at CrossFit. And when you when it comes down to it, it sounds almost silly because you, when you break it down, it's you're talking about exercising. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the, the true root um, that you're here? And, and we just talked about this before we started recording here, but it's like you can still be fit and never do a handstand push-up. Mm-hmm. And that's totally okay. It's about what what does it mean to you? What, what does, do you des where, what do you desire for this right, to be for you? Right. What do you want to be good at? I will, you know? I will do everything in my power to get you that handstand. Just you know, again, insert whatever movement, whatever it is that you want to do. I will I will help you every day to get there. But it's not necessary to be good at CrossFit, or people are going to think less of you because right. I mean, hundred percent. I don't do heavy deadlifts. I've got one leg that's shorter than the other, and it does not do well for my body. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can still be a fit person. Got some other stuff that yeah, I can you know, do to make up. It's for okay, that. you know. So it's just one of those things that you start to learn your your deficiencies. Not to say you shouldn't learn or work on your deficiencies. That's always, always, always working on them. But it's not this end all be all thing. Mm-hmm. What happens in these four walls? Well, and I think that's what kind of brings me. Uh, it kind of always keeps that love for CrossFit there because like the way that CrossFit as a whole was kind of built out, you know, being functional, you know, not trying to specialize, you know, trying to be good at everything that just even before I got to the place where I feel like I am now with my life, I think that was always something that I was trying to get to, to where I've never necessarily wanted to be the best at just this one thing. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be that consistent person that could be counted on to do whatever, Sure. you know? And I, I think that's just something that again, always kind of brings me back to that love for CrossFit because it fits what I'm trying to do with CrossFit. When I go into the gym, it fits what I'm trying to do in other areas and aspects of my life as well. Yeah, absolutely. I know uh, we were texting back and forth just a little bit and, one of the things that I've always admired about Dave is just he's I don't really know how to put it. He's definitely a, a humble guy, but um, just just a genuine person, and um, it's but also a very good athlete. And you, honestly, you don't find that that often. Unfortunately, it's it's it's, it's kind of tough to find like someone who's a pretty damn good athlete, but also a humble, genuine, very nice person. You see a lot of really good athletes and they've been told their whole life that they can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. You kind of spoke a little bit on some, some humbling experiences. What other kind of upbringings did you have that kind of molded you into the person you are today? Um, my mom big time. Uh, and I didn't start to, I didn't start to really understand that until like really fully understand it until recently, just some of the habits that my mom had as far as, um, my mom was a single parent and she was a very hardworking uh, person. So up until probably a year or two ago, mom and I'm 32, 33 in September, my mom worked two jobs, seven days a week, my whole life, mm-hmm. you know, and that was just something that was just the normal to me, you know, where usually like you get done with Friday and then, you know, you've got Saturday or Sunday at home with your parent or parents. No, I went to my grandparents' house because my mom had to go to work on Saturday. I went to my grandparents' house on Sunday because my mom had to go to work on Sunday. Sure. And then, so that was just something that kind of got instilled in me, kind of that she knew that, 
okay, this is what I have to do to support my family. Like, this is my situation. This is what it is. I'm not complaining to anybody else. This is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't have time to worry about why it is that way or anything like that. I'm just going to do what I have to do. And for her, yeah. that was, I have to work two jobs to support me and my son. And, and that's exactly. what she did. Not having to worry about, not worrying about what other people are thinking. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where exactly what you said, where you can put your head down, get done what needs to get done in order to be successful, you mm -hmm. know, in whatever insert success is whatever, you know, adjective and, and, or nouns that you think success is, mm -hmm. but there's something that obviously was kind of transferred to you. Cause I think you're definitely that type of person. Well, and it's weird because, so I started doing the barbell club club stuff at, at uh, new cove. And it was one of those things where me personally, I don't like getting up early if I don't have to, mm -hmm. but it was also something to where I know I love coaching. So it's like, okay, we start talking about sacrifices. I got to work a regular job. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the place yet where I can walk away from my regular job and be able to support my family. Sure. So then I start thinking, okay, how, how do I make this work? Okay, I got to sacrifice something. I don't like getting up early in the morning, but if I'm going to start this barbell club, which I'm starting because I want to help people. That's mm -hmm. something that's at the forefront of my mind all the time. I want to help people. I want to feed into people to help them grow, whatever like that. I have to make a sacrifice here. So, yeah, I have to get up at 6 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Sure. Okay? I'm working 8 a.m. On, on Saturday, 9 a.m. on Sunday. Yep. Okay? So then now, like, okay, it's, it's gone back to a place where, okay, that's kind of the same schedule that my mom had to work. Yep. You know, but kind of elevating above that. And I mean, my mom did great because I think that I turned out great. But then me trying to elevate what I'm doing, I think of it in terms of, yeah, I'm doing the same thing that my mom was doing. But I also want to make sure that there is an end goal to what I'm doing. There, there has to be you know, a light at the end of the tunnel, man. Yeah. You know, um, just simply put, um, just stuff we've done around here where it's like, you know, we, a, a boot camp, the perfect example. For whatever reason, CrossFit's about the only one that there's never like an end because you are always evolving. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's like if you just if we just have like a boot camp and it's just the same ten. Let's just say you've got a, a thirty movements to work through. Mm -hmm. If there's no light at the end of the tunnel, a lot of people drop off, especially in that realm. So you have to you have to do these eight week or twelve week cycles. Uh, barbell club same way. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just say we're 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 doing a lifting cycle. Well, if there's no and there's no load, 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 deload, max. Mm -hmm. People are going to wonder what the hell they're doing it for. Right. You know, um, but to a point in things like work, you have to have some sort of, some sort of life goal to work towards, mm -hmm. you know, and right now that's what you're doing, you know, and, and whenever you get in those ruts where you think like, man, this ain't ever going to end, you know, take a step back, look where you started, say, oh my God. Right. You know, we, we were, I was... I was here and now we've got, let's just say number of people coming in or PRs made or whatever it is, just strictly talking about barbell club mm -hmm. started from zero. Now we're at 50. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a huge. So in the moment you feel like, why the hell am I doing this? But then you take a big step back and you say, that's exactly well, right. Well, and ideally it, ideally it never should end. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of the, the goal moves, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, I enjoy exactly. the, pro yeah. I enjoy the process of building okay, I built it to this. Wow, I got there. Okay, that gives me 
that motivation. Oh, I can build, I can do, I can do this bigger. Sure. I can do this better. I can reach more people. So sure. it's like, ideally it should continue to move on down the road as you, as you reach, you know, whatever that goal is that it was, that it was that you had. Yeah. That's whether it's fitness, whether it's life, whether it's uh, business, it's, it's, and there's life lessons in all of that stuff. And that's kind of something um, that I've started to try to like figure out a way to just kind of just weave it into some of the stuff that happens when I'm coaching. And, well, uh, this is a hundred percent. And we talk about it all the time on here. And actually something I bring up, maybe I'll ask you as well. But one of the things that I found, um, really one of the better life lessons I took away was finding that I feel like I can deal with larger issues easier. It sounds really silly if you don't do CrossFit, mm -hmm. but I feel like I can problem solve better. And I say that because you look at a workout, let's just say filthy 50, for example, you know, it's just, that one's a classic one. It's like, if you look at that just on the whiteboard can be kind of daunting, especially if you're new and you take it, you start chipping away at it and you go, okay, this isn't that bad. So what it comes down to for me was why I'm faced with this huge daunting issue mm -hmm. and what's step one. All right. Analytical mindset. And it, it, it was a complete shift in mindset. And so what I found with a lot of people is like, we're not just, it says less to do with fitness and more just about your everyday life. And you know, how do you solve problems? How do you mm -hmm. take stuff head on? How do you um, tackle something that was once just this huge daunting issue and make it in these manageable chunks to where now you're, you're solving these little tiny problems. And then you can, again, take a big step back and say, wow, look how far I've come. And really, when you talk about solving tiny problems that goes along with you end up taking tiny steps to get you to that bigger goal that you're trying to get to. And I think when we go back and try to think about it, um, it's just like, Oh yeah, I got to the goal. But then like when you really think about how you got there, there's no like, Oh, this big thing happened. And then, and I was just talking to somebody about this at the gym, like you don't get, somewhere and then take a hard right and you're at your goal yeah you know if it was like you're on the highway it's one of those exits that kind of like kind of veers yep. into you know just kind of kind of eases into it you know you hit that turn at about 35 yep. and then you can kind of accelerate out of it like mm -hmm. you just slowly take steps towards that goal and then you, you you get there and then like you said that that line moves you move on to the next thing that yep. you want to do exactly and there you can draw connections from every single you really every, can if every you want little, to if you, if you want to and that's what i find one of the most rewarding things you know when you start to see people drawing those connections yep and, you know and a huge part of this is is instilling confidence in people that was once not there yep you know that is um honestly one of our it's probably not a an official core value or mission statement um you know we have ours written down but it's I think it's an unofficial one where you see someone we've had people, literally people come in the door for their day and shaking because mm -hmm. they, they have this idea of what CrossFit is and, it, and that it's actually going to kill them, mm -hmm. you know? And that's the, and so another life lesson there is the unknown, mm -hmm. the unknown. And if you think about stuff, generally the things that frighten us or make us scared is the unknown. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm scared because I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But if you can start to put stuff in place as far as like how you evaluate, giving yourself like a wealth of experiences that puts you in a better situation to be able to deal with less of an unknown yes. or to at least be able to evaluate 
the information that you have and be able to move through it with without that initial shock or scare of just not knowing what's coming being there yeah. you know you know it, it there's if there's one thing we can do it's really to help people understand that whatever situation they're in whatever issues they may be going through in their life uh, generally speaking they're not permanent and mm -hmm. you can like just again take just take chip away this one little bit at a time and and then you empowering start doing, people yeah, you empower people you give people like i said you, if you can instill confidence in someone who's been told their whole life they can't do something they won't do something they're not allowed to do something and you start to give them a little bit of power you see i, I can see a just a physical manifestation of the confidence I don't. You can't explain. It. You just see it. I mm -hmm. mean, you just see someone walk around differently, right? And they're no longer scared to go get that extra five pound plate and slide on the end of the mm -hmm. bar. You know, it sounds dumb, but adding ten pounds to a plate, but that that builds confidence in someone, and they're, now they're more likely to go try something they've they've never mm -hmm. tried before. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's just something to be said about that because that positivity, that confidence is just going to spread throughout their families, going to spread throughout their friends. Um, just living your life a little bit fuller. And the thing is, that's something that I would see as being one of the the most rewarding uh, parts of being a coach. Because it doesn't necessarily even have to be something that the person says to you. As a coach, you know, you get to see more people, so your eye gets a little bit more keen the mm -hmm. more people you see. And it gets to the point where that person doesn't even have to say anything you can see when that light goes off in their head. like, And it's that light where they perk up a little bit and they're like, oh, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And like that is one of the best feelings you can have. And I've told people, other than me snatching 300 pounds one day, that is the best feeling. Like I, that's better than any PR yep. that I can ever get. Like yep. just seeing that light go off in somebody's head, like when you've kind of given them a way of doing things and kind of gotten them set up properly and they've gone through the order of operations of they took in that information that you gave them, they molded it into what it needed to be for them. And then they got those reps that were needed to solidify it. Yep. And then boom, that light goes off and it's like, Oh, that was it. Yep. Whether it's double unders, anything, push up, it doesn't matter. Anything. I, if, for those of you guys who've been listening for the last half hour, I do want to note that not once have we talked about someone's open score or someone's ability to do 50 pull-ups unbroken. Like we're not talking about like I don't I don't want to build freak athletes. I want to build healthier freak people. I yeah. like to <laughs> Yeah, I mean like like I want to build your you so that your family's happier. You know, like there's I think there's this misconception that like we just care about, you know, like quote athletes. Like mm -hmm. That's not that's not necessarily true. Like uh, the, the most rewarding stuff has been people that come in and feel like they're nothing and leave feeling like a person. Well, and a lot of times, you know, and you throw the word athlete out there, but a lot of times the compete the people that can consider themselves as athletes are some of the people that need some of that other stuff even more mm -hmm. than you know if you want to call it the the average Joe that might walk into the gym or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. Well, the whole, the whole point of this, this podcast originally was to talk to the people who, um, are not throwing up 300 pound snatches. I'm not, I'm just using that number now that mm -hmm. you said it, but, uh, but it was, it was to tell the stories of, of people who are other people running small businesses, other people who got to take care of kids, who've got, you know, 
credit card debt they got to get rid of or they got you know student loans or they've got a spouse who's sick like those we, this is a release for that this mm -hmm. is what you know we that's we call, what it we call it our sanctuary you know i want you to come in here and feel like this is a place where you can throw some weight around feel like a hero for the day mm -hmm. and walk out of here feeling like a better person mm -hmm. you know that's that's a hundred percent if you're if your gym or if, i guess if your business if you're not doing that daily then i think you're in it for the wrong reasons right you know that's just a personal thing but the more you can do that the more successful you're going to be and i'm not just talking monetarily i'm just fulfillment wise 100 percent. the people here have changed my mindset as as a person they've really shown me what is actually true truly meaningful in life mm -hmm. you know i'm getting married here soon and it's like like that's going to become my world mm -hmm. you know and i know you have a son like that's that's your world. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you getting up at 6 a.m. for? So that eventually, in the end game, you're going to provide for your son, for your family, for the, your loved ones. Right. That's that's really what all this is about. Mm -hmm. It's not about what's your 18-4 score. You know, those are perks. And those are perks. Those are, those are important. I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to like, that's one thing I never want people to feel like that I'm, I'm down talking them be if they redid a workout or if they or if they're really putting every little bit they have into the open or, or regionals or whatever I think it's amazing those athletes are unreal right but be, if you're not at that level you're just as important as everyone else right and it's okay if you're not at that level yeah. and I think you know talking about the open a little bit I think it really comes back to just consistently trying to be honest with yourself and the effort that you're putting into the things that you're doing. And I think, you know, it, it comes back to sometimes we can ask for CrossFit to do a little bit more for us than it's actually able to. Um, and when we do that, oftentimes we'll kind of set ourselves up for failure because one, we're asking it to do something for us that it can't do. And then usually we haven't even put in even close to the amount of work that would need to be put in for it to come even close to doing what we're asking it to do for us. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's, it's an, it's kind of an impossible thing. It you know? comes down to what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to give up right. to, to do, to do that? Mm -hmm. You know, again, fill in the blank. Um, there's a Ben Bergeron, um, talked about a little bit and he's talking about a guy who, uh, this is a learning experience for him as a coach, but guy was probably just a little bit overweight and basically said, I want to, you know, he does, uh, Ben Bergeron does, for those of you guys who don't know, comp train and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, very much at the top, I would say, as far as coaching. Mm -hmm. um, but this was probably a couple of years back and he's talking about the guy who comes in and says, I want to I want to train with your regionals team. And he's kind of looks at this guy and he's like, he's like, I don't think that's possible, man. And I think he story goes, he went home and kind of thought about it and uh, basically rethought it and said, let's just say the guy's name's Jim. All right, Jim, this is what you're going to have to give up and this is what it's going to take. And lo and behold, Jim, I think I want to say eventually got there. But the point being is give him the choice. You got to give him the choice and you got to you got to let people know exactly what it takes. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to in particular, the higher skilled or the higher uh, dynamic lifts, just, just again, strictly talking about CrossFit, it's a lot of the unsexy stuff. Yeah. And people don't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, but be, and that's okay. And that's okay. But be honest with yeah. yourself. It's like the work is exactly. the work. That's not going to change. 
You just have to be honest with yourself as to does this mean enough to me mm -hmm. to make the sacrifices that would have to be made yep. in order for me to get there. Get if it. it does, great. Go to work and do it. Yep. If it doesn't, that's okay. And I'll give you the blueprint. This is, yeah. you know. We can help you. When, when, I, when I program an hour worth of mobility, you got to do it. Because yeah, not just the heavy squats. I need you to yeah, do the mobility exactly. stuff too. Like that stuff is just as important. It's it's a it's a huge missing link. We talk yeah. to people constantly. Um, uh, Andy, our nutritionist, will be back here in, in I believe May from his stint down in Louisiana. But man, nutrition and, and the mobility piece are two thirds of what people are missing in their fitness. You can't just come in here, crush yourself five days a week, say. All right, workout's done. Weights yeah. away. Wipe my hands clean of the gym. Well, and again, we pre you you know people will preach that you know I don't want to be good at 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 one thing mm -hmm. or great at one thing. I want to I want to be good at everything. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll preach that and we'll spend the time in the gym. We'll spend the two hours, but then you ask a person, hey, can you just you know spend fifteen minutes before you go to bed doing yep. some mobility and stretching? And it's like, yeah, I'll do that, and then. They don't. Do that. <laughs> they don't. And then they don't. And it's like, again, I'm just here to give you the tools. Mm -hmm. You do with them whatever you want. But be honest with yourself when you come in a few months later and you can't quite hit the bottom position that you need to hit in the snatch to be able to get that PR. Yep. Don't say it's just because, you know, I'm not strong enough. Right. Be honest with yourself. And, and did you do everything that you could to make that a possibility? I think the... Uh the crowd we'll move on from the open but i saw a pretty humorous <laughs> post the other day it was actually crossfit games posted it it said so you, basically it was the extent of it was you're mad at that they programmed double unders and muscle ups in a workout mm -hmm. said what have you been doing for the last 12 months outside of you know that 30 minutes you spent every other third month mm -hmm. you know what do you think it's going to take and again this i think that the problem is is again you look at people who come in on day one and it's just you get those freaks that are like what's a muscle up is mm -hmm. that a muscle up oh i just did one mm -hmm. sorry but you might take longer mm -hmm. you know so and that again that's i keep coming back to that that's okay, okay. <laughs> that's okay we're, we're all trying to get to the same place some and I, so i think back to when i used to ride my motorcycle a lot my brother's motorcycle is a lot faster than mine we would ride with people their bikes were a lot faster than mine they like to ride a lot crazier than I like to ride, you know? And for me, it was like, go ahead. Like, there's going to be a stop sign at some point. There's yep. going to be an exit at some point. Yep. My bike is fast enough to keep, just keep up yep. to where when you get to that stop sign or where you get to I'll that exit, I'll be pulling up right behind yeah, you. I'll be there. You know? And then you can take off again if yep. you want. I'll be close enough to where when we make that next stop, I'll be right there with you. Yeah. You know? Exactly. There's a lot of metaphors you could throw in there. But, so many. But, man, it's it's so true. Just... I just wish people um, would just listen a little bit more to the coaches who've been there, done that, who've who've had some super humbling experiences, and mm -hmm. uh, and and really just have open ears because not just becoming more humble, but searching out for this these these pieces of humility in life. That again, I think I just told you an example earlier where it's like if you've got thirty things going on in your life, like, and you don't do good in a workout, man you're still so much stronger of a person than half the people that come through the doors just because you got that going through in your life, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and as coaches, um, again, just growing as coaches, recognizing that people are going through things in life and that this isn't their life. This mm -hmm. is our life. 
you know, and sometimes it's frustrating. You know, you'll have people come in and, all right, we're going through snatches. Uh, snatch grip. No, mm -hmm. so that's the other one. It's like, and that person's been here for three years. Mm -hmm. If you got to tell that person every day of their life that they come through the door that this is what a snatch grip is, that's like, that's your job. Mm -hmm. You know, your job again is to make this person feel comfortable, feel welcome, and to get them through a workout safely and happily. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, but then you also, so. You know, it's, about and, to, it's about to go down in here in a minute. Right. So, <laughs> but you also have uh, certain instances where, you know, as a coach, if you've worked, and this is this is kind of why you work to build those relationships with people because there can be opportunities to like, uh, you know, kind of breathe life into people for lack of a better word when things are not going the way that you want them want them to or they want them to. So, there I had an example where, um, you know, you have people that generally come to the classes that you coach. And, you know, you build relationships with them and, you know, you generally know that they're going to be there. And then sometimes there can come a time where you don't see those people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, maybe for a week, it's like, okay, maybe they went on vacation. They might have been sick or whatever. Two weeks start to go along. It's like, okay, you're starting to wonder, like, hopefully I'm going to see this person. And then that third week, third or fourth week happens and it's like, okay, starting to worry not necessarily okay because i want you to come to the gym because of whatever it is for me but what's going on with you mm -hmm. like how are you doing so and there was one girl in particular uh i hadn't seen her for some time to the point where i was literally about to get on facebook and just like shoot her a message like hey is everything okay like not like a hey haven't seen you at a gym where right. are you just like yo are you good you know and i'm literally about to send her that message she walks into one of my classes that night and usually like generally like a bubbly girl mm -hmm. like always smiling always very personable when I see her takes coaching very well and she was just down mm -hmm. and I'm like yo are you are you okay like again not how did the workout go right. yeah, yeah. no are you okay and so I guess feeling comfortable because there's been a relationship that's been built there, yeah. you know, and I, I think that she can tell like, yeah, I care about you as a CrossFitter and as an athlete, but above that, I care about you as a person. So before I know it, there's nothing, it's nothing CrossFit related. Yeah. I haven't been able to get here because my job is working me like yeah. crazy. I'm not taking a, a lunch break. I'm getting to work at 7.30. I'm not taking a lunch break and I'm leaving at 7 p.m. at mm -hmm. night. And now it makes sense because of how she walked in. That yep. ain't her. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you deserve to have an opportunity. And she comes to my latest class at seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you deserve to be able to take an hour for yourself in the evening yeah. to work out do that for yourself yes yes and, exactly you deserve and again it. so now this is a, on a different thing where it's like yeah somebody it clicks for somebody where you set them up in a certain position on a clean or a snatch or you set them up in a proper position for a press and then it clicks so this was a different type of click where i said that and then she's like yeah, yeah, I do deserve, deserve that. This, yeah. I shouldn't have to work from 7, 7.30 p.m. or 7.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yep. and not take a lunch break and then still feel like I have to stay there. And it was like she you could see her kind of perk up. Yep. And then it's like now she gets back into consistently being able to come and take that time for herself. And literally for me, it's one of those things where if she had, if she had said, yo, I don't think CrossFit is for me, 
go do yoga. Yep. Go. I mean, go do. Go read. Yep. Go do something that's for you. And that's the that's the shift that you see. You know, is turning into great trainers is is accepting that that like yeah. crossfit the only thing you can do with your you know yeah. trail running like go, if you love it do it do but it. if you don't go find something that's going to make you consistently be active exactly. and stay healthy because that's just we know that that's a staple of life we were just talking to a, a one of the members goes here um and he runs small business and you know he's we're talking about google and you know obviously they're they're kind of the top of the top of the list as far as a lot of uh companies go out there and one of the things they do is just they ask their people simply like what is like what is it you want to do and not just in a nonchalant way like if you could do anything right now what would it be mm-hmm. and you know they'll they'll put out their answers and then it'll just be what's stopping you from actually doing that you know cuz like with like with work like there you get in these these habits of like i have to do this i have to do this i have to do this mm-hmm. You're gonna you burn the candle at both ends, man. You're gonna run yourself ragged. Yeah. If you don't take time for yourself, we we had a um, a woman just start that that has uh, six young children and coming in, and she says, "I have to do this for myself." Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love yeah. people because you society we, we, talks down on doing stuff for yourself. Yeah, be, they really you do. know. It, and and again, your family is important, but if if you're running yourself ragged and and you can't and you're miserable, it's going to be reflected in your family life. And everything else. And everything else you do. So when you finally decide to take some time for yourself, you just see these people in there. They're lighting themselves up. And it's like, and there's levels to it. Yeah. It's not like I can't take the whole day for right. myself. Yeah. But, I, yeah, take an hour yeah. for yourself That's to the, do something, you know? The beauty of a, of a one-hour class. Yeah. You know, it's, you, you learn a new skill. You kick some butt. You sweat. You go home. You build some community or build some friendships with people. And, and that's where, that's where the magic is. And right. again, you don't understand, like, it's hard to explain to people who aren't in it and you don't see it every day, but like anyone that comes to the doors and you ask them about it, hundred percent will give you the same exact answer, mm-hmm. you know? So, and that's the thing, CrossFit, CrossFit is more so an avenue or like kind of that, 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 that buffer that allows you to talk about some of that stuff that it's a little bit deeper that you might not have a gateway into talking about it, but mm-hmm. CrossFit, if thought of in the proper way, it kind of gives you that gateway to kind of get into some of that other some deep, life stuff, some deeper stuff that really can start to affect you in a positive way. And, and treating people in it, just to any coaches that may be listening, anything like that. Um, and this is a hard thing to do because um, our job can be, somewhat frustrating time to time you know you got people running around maybe not listening to the proper things or it's loud or whatever it may be um but always trying to you got to treat everybody when they walk through the door their grandma died today mm-hmm. because you absolutely do not, you don't know what you, you do not they know might, their grandma might have died might have died today or they might have lost their job or they yeah. might have just had a really bad day at work you and know again, you never know there and we come to again the fork in the road and that person could come in and they could walk in here and put a middle finger in my face. And you know what? It's my choice to go two different directions. Mm-hmm. And this is something I've, 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 I've personally struggled with, and it's taken me a long time, and by no means am I good at it. So I, I don't want anyone out there from this gym listening saying, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, and I, I've, I've tried to do this. Actually, had an experience uh, getting a coffee uh, yesterday or Friday. Uh, I took the dogs out down... Um, walked around down towards uh, Covington around the bridge 
and uh, went and got a coffee, a local coffee shop. And this lady just, you know, was annoyed that I was there for mm -hmm. whatever reason. And, you know, I could tell, and as a small business owner, I know that your, whoever's working for you is the face of your company. Mm -hmm. And if that person, and I may never come back because this way, you know, mm -hmm. so what I've been trying to do is just kind of, I'm overly nice. I just, mm -hmm. hi, how you doing? Um, how you doing today? Is your day going all right? And, and by the end of it, I flipped this conversation around and they have a great day, you know, because I don't know what's happening that lady's day, mm -hmm. you know, granted, should she treat X, Y, Z customer like that? Maybe not, but right. you know, what I'm going to do is be as nice as I possibly can and understand that, that person may be having a bad day. And I think just outside of business world, if you just do that with your daily life, mm -hmm. uh, the whole world just be a, gr a better place in general. Well, you know? I think it's something, um, and I think of it this way, uh, something that I've tried to adopt. I, I've always thought like this. I feel like um, when I'm coaching, but then it's been something that I've been consistently trying to work on uh, uh, the way that I think in other aspects of my life. But in my head, I just call it having sort of like a servant mentality. So meaning- Well, you're in a service industry. I'm in a service industry. Um, and if I can just have that mentality meaning I'm trying to do or give people information that serves them, mm -hmm. you know, and just having that mindset alone, it, it, it changes your approach and it changes your delivery and it just changes the whole it, energy around everything that's going on. Exactly, you know? man. And, and that, I think that honestly comes with age and experience. Yes, it really does. Yes. Um, uh, I was having a conversation with a, a member here and, He's just saying how, how much he loves it and this and that. And I'm just like, I was like, I, I can't thank you enough for saying that. I was like, and it took a long time to get there. I was not, uh, not the most gracious person, um, you know, really starting out. Cause when you're, when you're good at CrossFit, you know, and you're teaching CrossFit, it's like, you're in this it's mindset. It's easy to take on that mindset. You're in this mindset that, that everyone should be listening to you and that you're, what you say is golden. And, um, it's embarrassing for me to think back to then, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've, I've yelled at people, I've scolded people and like just a public apology to everybody for doing it. It's like, it's mm -hmm. so, it was so dumb and so juvenile and so silly. Um, it took a long time and a lot of, uh, just humble experiences to get, to get to where I am now, Yeah, you know, and, and I'm still always, always, always learning. And I can't thank the, just the, the community here for really showing me the, the right path, honestly. You know, I think weirdly enough, I mean, and I played sports my entire life. And again, I can think of myself as a decent athlete. Um, weirdly enough, I've kind of always been at that level where like you have your elite athletes who just, you know, have that natural ability and may not have to work as hard as others. I've always been at that level where it's like right below that mm -hmm. to where it's like I'm a good athlete but I still have to work at it to mm -hmm. get it to where it needs to be, which because I still had to work at it as much as most people had to, it also bought a level of humble mm -hmm. along with it, yeah. you know, to where it's like, no, I'm not just throwing my hat out here and then I can do it. It's yep. like, no, the times when I worked really hard for it, the results were there. Yep. The time when I got a little bit too big and bad for myself and thought that I didn't have to work for it, it got snatched away from yep. me and I had to Pull figure that rug out how to right get underneath it. your yeah, feet. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely. Crazy. Uh, so what's, uh, what's next for, for Mr. Fairbanks? So 
and I've been people people close to me I, I talk to about this stuff but I, I feel like I've kind of come through uh, like a place in life you know everybody goes through that kind of searching phase where they're mm -hmm. trying to like you know search out what the next steps are you know what it is that what it is that you really want to do yeah, yeah, with yeah. life sure um, and along with searching that stuff out you know usually you tend to put like other things in the way that make it even harder for you to actually search out that stuff yep. and figure out what it is. So I feel like I've came through that part of life where it's like you kind of, and I refer to it now as like kind of quieting the noise. Yeah. So like your brain can actually work and you can try to figure out stuff. So I've like really quieted the noise around to where it's really allowed me to hone in on what it is that I want to do. And it's like, I'm on that path now. I've got a plan of how to make that come to fruition. And then now it's like moving into this next phase. It's just like, go. Like you've got a plan, continue to do what you're doing, continue to elevate, continue to help people and everything else kind of falls in place. It's great you know? to hear, man. Uh, we always end with, uh, with one very, very simple question, but I'm always interested to hear what people have to say. Uh, and that is just a simple question of what is your definition of fitness? That's a good one, isn't it? That's a good one. <laughs> so I think when I think of fitness, um, obviously you can talk about from an athletic standpoint what we do in CrossFit being fit to do what we do in the gym. But I like to take that holistic approach. And when it's talk about if we talk about being fit in the gym, fit meaning I can run around the block just as fast as anybody else, fit meaning I can lift the things I need to lift too. And then ideally that transitions into life as well, where I'm fit to be able to deal with whatever things that are coming, that are being placed in front of me that I have to deal with, but then also bring it, bringing it full circle for me. I want to be fit in order to deal with that stuff that comes my way so that ultimately people that are trying to make it to the place that I've worked hard to get to maybe I'm in a position to be able to give them that little boost, mm -hmm. you know? So being fit, yes, for myself, but then still with that mindset, that servant mindset, being willing to help others, being fit ultimately so that I can help other people, be in a position to help other people. Love it, fantastic answer. And I, I really appreciate you uh, coming over today. And, I appreciate and, the and, offer. And being on and uh, if you uh, get a chance, go check out Dave down in uh, Newport, Kentucky. Uh, so thank you all for listening to Every Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great. Thanks, Dave. Thank you.